So, despite, despite all the technical all the difficulties, technical. we are going, we are going now, now to, to address the question that was posed to us, which was focused on the song Reckless Love and people complaining about it, to specifically the the word rec- God's love being reckless. And so um, I shared my two cents, but I think I'm going to hand it over to uh, – we're going to hand it over to to Deustin, if you're ready to jump into this. Yeah. Unless yeah. you're still fussing. If not, we can – I'll yeah I'll, I'll keep yeah, looking, I'll at keep it looking at it. And chat will tell chat us what's, tell going, us what's on, but, going on, but um, um, yeah okay yeah, so okay, we're talking so about, we're talking about song reckless, song reckless love, love. Um, um, and, and uh, as I recall as you were saying, saying that, that, that you, that you uh, uh, were familiar, were familiar with it, with it and never really listened to it that much or knew that much about it. I was kind of the opposite. I heard it whenever it first came out okay i'm back i'm sorry i don't know what to do <laughs> i really don't i really don't um yeah i don't, I don't yeah, know what to do on that oh yeah yeah everything looks everything looks as good as it can as good as it can on my end on my end i'm not sure i'm not sure but, but twice is better twice than nothing, better than nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, um, so I so heard it whenever it first came out, and, and I, I I really like really the song. Liked the song. Uh, I've, I've, I've led worship with it, with it, it a lot. Um, our, our, our church is a lot. Listen to it, have it in a lot of my worship playlists and stuff. And but like I had never really given much thought to it, honestly. About you know you know just the word usage, whether or not it was appropriate. Um, until I started until hearing, I started a, lot hearing a lot of people complain about it, about it. Not, really not even really complain, but just asking, but just asking should, should we be saying that, saying that, singing that. Singing that. Um, um, so I've given so it, I've given it some, thought some thought too, and, too, and, and I mean, I know and, we'll, I mean, I know we'll, we'll dig more we'll into, into it, into it. Um, but, but just like, just like first thoughts, first thoughts um, um, I, I can, I, see, I can see the, the, the concern, concern with, with, the word with the word, because it, it has this it negative has connotation, right? right? And, and um, um, but, but at the same time, at the same time like, like I, I try I, to I try to, to see the see author's, the author's intent, intent in using, that, using word. that word, and especially, and especially if you read what Corey Asbury said, said about it, about it. Um, um, he wasn't, he trying, wasn't to trying to put a negative, spin spin or spin on it or a negative connotation to it. He was trying to use it in a positive way. So as we get into it, I'll defer over to these other guys a little bit. But first thoughts are: I like the song, I like the imagery, I like the idea of it, and it's it's never really, it's never like, really been like, a, been a, man, man, like a convicting, like a convicting thing. thing. Should, I be, should I be singing this? this? Um, um, that's that's kind of how, how I felt about it, about it. Uh, from the first from time, the first I, heard time it, I heard it. I, I, just, really, liked I really liked it. it. Yeah, awesome. Um, Shadow, how about let's give your initial thoughts on it? Yeah, so kind of similar to Deuce, um, looking at it from both the pastoral and the also like as a pastor of like one who's led worship and. Um, continue to do so, like reckless love, you know, like I, maybe this is just me, like I usually don't assume the worst intent, um, which you know, good or bad, take it how it is, but um, I think there are a lot of good songs out there that you can choose from uh, that probably are less controversial, controversial, that's a word, um, you know, uh, both new and old. And uh, and that do just as good of a job, if not better, 
um, in terms of not having any kind of, uh, negative connotations. Because again, part of the the role of a pastor, whether that's your preaching or, or doing worship, is um, you know in feeding feeding the congregation uh, in truth and and having that responsibility. If you're putting the words that they're singing, you're putting the words in their mouth that they're going, you know be sharing and, and remembering as they service. So um, I like the song. I think it has some really good imagery apart from, from that word. Um, so yeah, but I also know that for some, it could be a stumbling block or supporting, you know, wrong theology. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Doc, let's, let's get your, your initial thoughts. And then if you've got anything from chat, you can roll right into that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, for me, I, I think I'm in the same boat as you guys. To me, it was a, it was a song that truly meant a lot. I mean, you guys know kind of my story and growing up, not, not sure. a lot of times I feel like the one that, you know, the song talking about God left the 99 for me. So to me, the, the song meant a lot. And unfortunately, I'm, or fortunately, I don't, you, you determine it. I'm, I'm pretty like, like in in the middle of a lot of like Christian online Christian circles and stuff like that. Um, so I knew immediately about the controversy of the song. But to me, and knowing like Corey Asbury's story, like he's put out a video on it. He wrote an eight and a long Facebook post explaining his intent, uh, the relationship he has with his father, like his heavenly father versus his earthly father, and and the intent of the song. And I think the intent behind it is so pure. I mean, yes, he could have chose another word. He could have said relentless love, and we wouldn't be having this conversation. But is that as catchy, and does that portray the image of the father that he's going for? He, he's going for an image of a a a father or a a shepherd that literally leaves 99 sheep to pursue the one, right? That he he, he recklessly dies. I mean, he's just painting a picture. This is, this is poetry here, right? This is not theology. It's, it's painting a picture. We don't question brush strokes. It's just a, a choice of word. And, and that is like the definition of brush. So I would, I would agree that the definition matters a lot. And if you look it up on such, you'll get multiple uh, definitions for it. Um, but yeah, that's sort of my, my intro. I've also yeah. preached the whole sermon called Reckless Love as well as a couple of YouTube videos. So. <laughs> awesome. Well, what um, what is there anything from chat that you think would be would be a good um, yeah. sounding board for us before we keep going? Yeah. So yeah. Um, a lot of what chat's asking is to define the word reckless. Okay. Um, so 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 you want to take that one? How would you? We can look up the actual definition, but I think really it matters more uh, of the general public's understanding of the word, right? We we very rarely look up words in diction in the dictionary. We more understand what they mean based on context. Right. I think a lot of times, at least my my definition for all, but I think generally we think of reckless as being like um, one without a plan or one without without consequences. You know, I think I think initially most definitions that are common to men are, are usually have that negative connotation. It's very rare to find one that's that's positive. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I would kind of say. What do you guys think? Yeah, I, I think when I first think about reckless, I, there usually I, I is a negative connotation attached to it. And so like a teenager is being reckless, so like and so they got in a car accident. Or, you know, someone was reckless um, because they were drinking, and, and they ended up hurting someone. I don't know, something like that. And that's typically where I first arrive at 
like when I like think when of the I word, of reckless, the word reckless, reckless on its own, that's what I first think about. But when I think about it in the context of the song, the more the more I think about it, the less issues I have with it. Because like as we talked about, as someone touched on, context is important. And so when you look at it in the context of the song, I feel like I I have less difficulty with reckless in that context. Though I though I agree that maybe there could be a different word used. Um but I I have less issue than I think I thought I did just because the context kind of clears it up a little bit more for me. Yeah, so that's that's kind of my initial thought. Deuce, and what do you think about in terms of reckless? Um, um Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of hard for me to, to separate the word, uh, and not thinking about it in context of the song. Uh, but just the word itself, um, reckless. Yeah. I, I tend to think, um, someone who doesn't think about the consequences, someone who goes headlong into something without a plan or without, um, uh, you know, w- without without thinking about consequences is kind of where I lean towards on just the definition of the word. That's what I think of when I hear it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, they can still hear my echo, but not as bad. Okay, I'm I'm okay. still working on it. <laughs> I'm okay. working on it while while they're talking. I'm I'm fiddling. Uh, but then whenever I think of it in context of this song, I I always think of uh, kind of the picture behind it in the, the Luke 15, you know, the story that the Dr. Heels, you were just talking about um, the shepherd who leaves the 99 to, to follow the one. And um, just to refresh my own memory, um, I looked, uh, I was just reading the, the story again. And like, you know, we know Luke 15, it has those three different uh, parables, but like mm-hmm. right before that, the first couple of verses, um, it, it talks about how the, um, he was sitting with some tax collectors and people like that. And then the Pharisees are looking at him and saying, Oh, look, he's sitting with these people, whatever. And then Jesus turns to them and tells them those three, uh, parables tells them the one about the, the 99 sheep and the, uh, the lost coin. And then the, um, the prodigal son. So it's like, he was trying to tell these people who were looking down on him uh, for associating with them about this. And so like, I, I try to look at it in, in context of that, of the, the imagery that the artist is using. Mm-hmm. Um, so reckless to me, it doesn't seem like a bad thing. It seems like a beautiful thing. Uh, whenever I look at it in that, and I try to see where the artist is coming from. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think, again, it's kind of like one of those things that we hear in context to like, what is it? Luke 14, where Jesus talks about how um, uh, the word hate that they're like, on the outside of that, like leaving your father and mother one might perceive that as, as a type of hate, but he's not talking about it in the same context that we understand the negative connotation. But again, it's that same thing with reckless, that total abandonment that it's all in, it's you know, honed in on, on doing what needs to be done in a positive way. Right. Yeah. 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 I, uh, is there, yeah. 
<laughs> okay, we're, we're getting some stuff. Uh, um, are they? I'm assuming they're losing audio. Okay, we should be good. We're good. Hello. We're good now. Okay, they can hear. Us. Okay. Um, so yeah, in my in my opinion, I think like you could also use the word reckless. Like immediately when you think of it, you do think of something um, unsafe. Uh, that's how I think of it. Something unsafe. But you've also heard someone maybe the phrase like someone pursued something with reckless abandon. Um, and I think that you would potentially think of that as a good thing. Like it's it's reckless to run into a fire, but if your three year old's inside, then it makes sense, right? Right. Then it, it may be reckless, but you're pursuing something you love with a reckless abandon. And I think that's the imagery we're seeing in the song. I think it's the imagery that Corey Asbury is trying to uh, portray here: is that God pursues us, pursues the one with a reckless abandon. And that's how His love is, you know. Um, but yeah, that's uh, okay. So. Uh, let me just a second. Regenerates. Here's my two cents on reckless. Regardless of how you define reckless, there's always a meaning of being out of control in some way. But God is sovereign. Creation and never out of control. Yeah, I mean, I, I would agree. But I, I think, what do you guys think about that? I shouldn't say it. Say it yeah. one more time. Okay. So regenerate says, uh, regardless of how you define reckless, there's always a meaning of being out of control in some way. But God is sovereign over all of creation, and at no point is he ever out of control. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's that raises a really good point. I, I mean, when you're even when you look at your example of running into a fire after your three-year-old, you have no control over that situation. You're just hoping that you can find your kid. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's that's interesting. Um, and I can see how that would make it difficult to relate to <laughs> to to God's love and um, yeah I uh, it's just, I don't know I haven't thought about that way so someone else that maybe has more complete thoughts than I do feel free Deustin yeah <laughs> yeah sorry I was distracting myself and making myself <laughs> laugh with that gif <laughs> we had that we had that just in case Shadow didn't make it in time <laughs> it's perfect okay um, how's how's the those I think just out of curiosity. Yeah, I whenever I tried doing Discord audio only, then they said that they couldn't hear y'all at all. So I have no idea. Okay. I have no idea. Well, uh, <laughs> no. Shadow acted like um, I think. So I, I'm still cutting in and out, and I'm I'm not sure why. So, uh, I'll try to get closer to my mic. Um, I'll bring it up. I was trying to hide it because it it's there. Um, <laughs> But I, I think Shadow was thinking maybe I don't think he had headphones on, so I think maybe he thought he was echoing He's, back. He never saw. Oh, that. I wonder if that was it. So uh, it's literally his fault. Headphones or something. <laughs> so, uh, but okay, sorry, uh, Deuce, were you about to say something? Uh, say I something? probably was. I forgot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so if I remember, we are reckless love. Uh, if it's if it's biblical and mainly what our opinions are at the moment. Right. 
Yeah, so we've kind of been talking about the definition of reckless and in context of the song, out of context, what do we think of whenever we hear the word reckless? Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, welcome guys. Glad that y'all are here. Sorry Mm -hmm. if we're having audio issues and technical issues. It's been a struggle all night. It's been a whirlwind. This new, (laughs) what, the second week we've used this new software, whatever you want to call it. And so appreciate everyone that is hanging out, continuing to stick through. Um, I think... We'll we'll move forward a little bit. Um, I think another thing to think about as we think about the song is is we look at the word reckless. Okay, that's that's awesome or not mm-hmm. awesome, depending on your perspective. <laughs> right. um, but yeah. what about now? Let's talk about um, God's love. Like, what what are your guys' initial thoughts when you think of God's love? Um, and and doc before chat gets rolling too much i'm gonna have you go first but what are your what are your initial thoughts when you think of god's love okay i, I really think uh, and i'm hoping i'm working chat keeps saying that I'm, kind of, so I'm, I'm getting super super close to the microphone in case that's for some reason is the issue um yeah so i mean i and, and i will start with this i love the song reckless love okay so there's a certain bias there the song truly just means a lot to me in the way that it it has spoke to me in the way it's kind of poured into my life um and i think whereas we could have chosen a better word um it wouldn't have been as catchy like relentless love isn't as catchy um you know it's just reckless just has it's like negative connotation that grabs your your attention like i remember one of the one I heard when I first became a Christian was actually called um, there it goes it's gone it's gone but it was it had that same kind of negative yeah yeah I lost I lost it I had it right before I said that Uh, but it had that same sort of like negative connotation where it grabbed my attention Um, nope there I lost it okay Uh, but Man, it's right. It's on the tip of my tongue, but it's it's not going to come back right now. Okay, I I'm can still thinking about it though, so I've lost completely track. <laughs> yeah, I'm pulling it loose right now. I think <laughs> I do this on stage, and I'm angry. Um, yeah. yeah, anyway, the first oh, that's like, my it had bit. that kind of name. Yeah, like it, it had this name, Scandalous Grace. That was the name of it. Scandalous Grace. It had had this name that drew me in because I'm like, what? How can you say God's scandalous? And it forced me to listen to hear the message, and the message it was incredible. And I'll be honest, I lean on the side of edgy anyway. Because I think it grabs people's attention and it opens their ears and opens their hearts for what you're actually saying. Um, yeah. Like I always, always thought it'd be cool to uh, have a person named Skull Church, like Calvary, which going a little bit here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, it's the same meaning, place of the skulls, Calvary. Um, anyway, about God's love, I, I believe that God's love surpasses all human understanding. It, it far surpasses our vocabulary. So reckless, relentless, it, it, his love can't actually be explained in words because, you know, it's it's mighty and it's beyond our own understanding. So, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know. In my opinion, reckless is not a, a bad definition, but I see how it can be taken badly. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Justin, what about you? What are your, when you first think of God's love, what are your first <laughs> thoughts? Honestly, a lot of the rest of the song, <laughs> the rest of the song really lays it out pretty well, yeah. honestly, um, like overwhelming, never ending, mm-hmm. uh, chases me down. Um, the, oh, especially verse two, verse two says, when I was your foe, still your love fought for me. You've been so, so mm-hmm. good to me. When I felt no worth, you paid it all for me. It's, I mean, it's, it's like this whole song is like mm-hmm. Luke 15 and Romans 5, 8. 
like bundled up into one thing. It's uh, God demonstrated his love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. It's like, I mean, that's what what I think of whenever I think of God's love is, man, I don't deserve it. I can't earn it. (laughs) Like all the time, whenever I'm praying, I'll say, Lord, I love you and thank you that you love me Mm because I'm very unlovable. (laughs) I mean, I know me better than anyone else. And I know I do not deserve God's love. I do not deserve his mercy or his grace, but yet he loves me and he loves me so much. I can't like, I can't, uh, what's the word? Not not resuscitate. Is it resuscitate? No, I can't. Uh, there's a word that starts with an R. I can't pay him back. I can't, uh, reciprocate, reciprocate. Thank you. Yeah. Reciprocate. Um, the blonde hair was getting to me again. Yeah. I can't reciprocate that kind of love, the kind of love that he lavishes on Mm -hmm. me. I can't do that. Um, I can love him with, with all my heart, soul and mind, and I could have a perfect day of being in love with God and it would not compare to his love for me. And it's just, it's an overwhelming thing. Whenever we just like kind of try to grasp that as much as we can, and then just accept that, like we have to get to a point where we just accept that love. Like God, I don't know why you love me, but thank you that you love me. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, those are, those are kind of my thoughts, but really the rest of this song, like everyone focuses so much on this word and that's kind of the, the reason that it's even a discussion tonight, but man, the rest of this song is such a beautiful mm-hmm. picture of God's love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's one reason I love it. I've, I've never like mm-hmm. reckless just kind of flows in the song, you right. know, and <laughs> like, that's yeah. fine. Like you said, yeah. I mean, it, it's catchy and whatever. And yeah, it is kind of provocative. <laughs> I get it. But yeah. I mean, there's others, what sloppy wet kiss, you know, everyone argued yeah. about that for a while. There or, we go. That's There's the some, real lyrics. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Even if it says something else on the wall, I would say that. <laughs> but there's there's another song that uh, we've sang a couple times, and like a bunch of the older people are like looked at us like, "Whoa, hold yeah. on!" Were you singing? It was. Uh, I can't even think of the name of the song, but it it says, "Even when it hurts like hell, still I'll praise you," or something like that. Mm-hmm. And like whenever I heard it the first time, I was like, "Whoa, okay, we gonna mm-hmm. sing this?" Mm-hmm. So one day I was like. We need to sing in one set. We need to sing Reckless Love, Howie Loves with Sloppy Wet, and then whatever this song is, Hurts Like Hell, that song. Uh, yeah, just to offend everybody and upset everybody. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think we can get a little too focused on a lot of these words and stuff sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of times it's an artistic choice. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it's one that shouldn't have been made, but, you know. You know, and I, and I understand because, like, people's grievances because – like it's amazing how much music shapes our theology and Mm -hmm. so i mean if you if you guess like i don't know what the average church attendee how much how often they're opening their bible or how much they're reading their bible but i would i would guess it's maybe not very often um and if they're getting most of their information about God through the music, then what we put in the music matters quite a bit. And and if people are going to sit there and listen to a song over and over and over again, what are they putting in that is, is shaping their image of who God is? And... And so on one hand, I'm like, here we are discussing the word reckless and if this is really important or not. And on the other hand, it's like, well, I totally get it because this is potentially shaping people's understanding of who God is and how he operates. And so it's like – 
and and so it comes down to i learned this a lot when i was learning um still learning preaching it's not about what you want to communicate it's about what the others hear you communicate and so i could communicate i could think i'm giving you the most amazing you know argument for something but if someone hears something different that it doesn't matter what i said it matters what they heard um and so i think that is something that as when we when we pick our worship music that's what we have to consider is okay what are other people hearing um for you know from this song uh, right and yeah so that's that's kind of you know my response to both you guys as as we've been chatting shadow how's it going <laughs> no okay all right I'll just let that one go he's looking around <laughs> I don't know um, how you know what he's actually on. I was I was I, doing when you were I, I knew tested. I, was like, <laughs> I tested when you guys were chatting. I was like, okay, I got to make sure I'm going to do this right. <laughs> actually done. I just All knew right. I'd be looking the wrong, wrong way. <laughs> That's so smooth. All right. So as we've, what is there? Okay. So before we go into then the next question that I have, which kind of is touched on what we're talking about now, but is there anything from chat doc that you think would be worth pulling up at this, at this moment? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I go run big It's the song is great. We'll talk about God. It's not the word describing of God. It's on this look upon greatness. So we're not to take us to But I believe that includes him and his character. Um, so, uh, uh, Dustin, you want to respond to that? Um, yeah, I mean, I okay, I get what you're saying. Uh, but then it would be hard to sing any song is my thought. Like mm-hmm. if we're, if we, if we don't want to try to describe God out of reverence for God, which I, I understand having a healthy fear of the Lord and reverence for God. I, I, I totally, I get that. Um, but then it would be, it would be hard to sing any song other than hallelujah <laughs> over and over and over, <laughs> you know, that's um, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, you're right. We can't adequately describe that's kind of what i was saying a few minutes ago is you know we can't describe god's love or his nature or his character or anything um you know other than what he's revealed in scripture so we could like either sing songs that we could sing the psalms (laughs) i guess or just sing hallelujah uh forever um but yeah and like i don't know which i don't want to take us off topic but that kind of like leads me to think what are what are we going to sing in heaven how are we going to worship him in heaven? You know, what, what if, Hey, day one marriage supper of the lamb. Hey, guess what we're singing? First song in the worship set, reckless love. Let's do it. You know, um, when that just blow everyone's that would, mind, that would be amazing. but so good. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, like, I don't, I think maybe some of that also is, is where's our heart in that. Um, as long as we're, we're doing this as worship um, to the Lord. You know, I, I, I think he receives that worship. Um, so, yeah. Holy, holy, holy yeah. is the, is the song. <laughs> yeah. Or praise the one who is worthy to yeah. open the scroll. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Those are good ones. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a good, it's interesting to think about and and I think to some degree it's yeah it's about the heart and it's about like what 
you know, it's, it's worship. And so we have to think about, you know, where's our, our heart at and, and looking at the music and all that kind of stuff. But I do also think that to some extent we have to make sure that our music is sound when we, when we pick it for a Sunday morning. I mean, right. we wouldn't want to pick, um, you know, uh, uh, pick any mainstream secular music and you probably don't want that. Cause if you, even if your heart's in the right place, it's like, uh, I don't think this is, this is accurate. Or I think if you wanted to go like a different direction, you wouldn't want to pick um, a song that someone would sing in a Buddhist temple or, or in a mosque for your, your Sunday morning church service. Um, because while your heart might be in the right place, what you're singing is most likely not affirming the, uh, you know, Yahweh, the God of the Bible. And so, um, you know, to some extent, we need to make sure that what we are singing is, is theologically sound and that, and that it's communicating or that it's being, people are understanding it as theologically sound. Um, so then that comes down to, you know, you've got like, you're super far one way, super far another way. So how do we, you know, when we meet in the middle and we get to something like reckless love, what does that look like in that situation? And, and how do we say, okay, reckless love in this context as it's being communicated makes sense or doesn't make sense? Um, what is that telling us about who God is in that context? Mm-hmm. compared to you know the context of like a courtroom case or something like that um and so i feel like i feel like it, this song specifically maybe comes down to the heart and it comes down to to discernment and if you're singing it and you're like well holy cow i don't think that communicates god's love mm-hmm. then you know, then maybe not, um, then, then don't sing it, I suppose. I don't know, because then yeah. that starts, to, that stems the question then if, if there's, you know, a divide in the church over that song, though some really find it encouraging and uplifting, should it be sung in, in on, on a Sunday service? That's a whole nother question for a whole nother day. And I don't even want to begin to know if that's the case or not. Um, that we can tackle that if we really want to. Um, but we certainly right. don't have to. I'm I'm Uh, sure we'll get there. So, oh, my monitor died. Okay. Um, We're good though. I have, I still have other, other things. Are there any other questions doc before we. Uh, No, uh, not specifically questions. Okay. So as we kind of move on in this, in this um, discussion, then um, this is kind of like each of us, our, our opinions, um, how does this this song affirm or complicate our understanding of God's love based on uh, what Scripture tells us? Mm-hmm. I think is a good way to to address this this song. Um, so I don't know if Shadow's back. So um, I'm going to say, Dustin, if you're able, if you want to start this one off. Okay. Um, oh, hold up. Hold up. Shadow's face just popped up. Yeah. Let me try and get He's him. He's here, but I don't think he can unmute his mic, is what he said in chat. I'll keep him with a GIF over top. That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, okay. He's going to so write. If you can't hear us, should we just mouth things? We can't and, hear and really make... 
I don't think we're into it. All right, Shadow, if you're able to unmute, you should be able to talk at some point. Um, okay. But until then, I'll I'll uh, I'll take a stab. Uh, actually, no. Remind me, what was the question? Oh, okay. So, okay. <laughs> yeah. Does it affirm or complicate your understanding of God's love based on what Scripture tells us? Um, it. I. I would I would say it it affirms my understanding of God's love. Um, from what what I understand about God's love that is revealed in the Bible. Um, there's there's nothing in there other than this specific thing if we like take reckless and drill down and try to to make an issue out of it then it unless we do that the the whole of the song is is very affirming of my understanding of god's love um it's the only thing that could be uh questionable is um is god think like did god do all this without uh, you know, going headlong into it and, and not thinking about himself or, or the consequences and that kind of thing, which I think is the whole point of the discussion. But um, other than that, if we don't like get super tied up on that word and just look at the 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 song as a whole, I, I really like nothing uh, opposes anything else in the Bible. Um, you know, not, none of these other lyrics are like, oh man, I like singing that, but that's just not true. That That is very confusing to my understanding of God's love, you know, because I mean, the things that I've, I've learned just from reading God's word, all this, absolutely, it lines up. And then like we were saying earlier, in, in my own experience, I know, you know, I don't deserve it. I know I can't earn it. Um, he's chased me down. He's when I've been trying to run away, when I've been doing stupid stuff, he's chased me down. He's climbed every mountain I've tried to climb and hide. He's kicked down every wall. He's come in the light has burst in every shadow I've tried to hide in and he's, he's chased me down. Um, so that just all goes to, to reaffirm the things that I know and understand from God's word. And I mean, I think we could really, we could take a lot of examples and a lot of time uh, talking about different things that Jesus did specifically or different ways that God revealed his love, um, old Testament, new Testament, whatever, uh, it, it all lines up <laughs> to me as, that's that's my thoughts. Yeah, awesome. Do we do we have shadow audio? I can say something. I just have to mute myself once I'm done talking before someone else talks. Otherwise, I'll go. Perfect. Okay. All right. Do you know where we're at? If you're asking me. Did I miss something? Are you there? <laughs> yeah. Hello? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can yeah, hear you now. Can hear you now. Yeah. Can chat hear me still? Hopefully. I think so. I think so. Hopefully. Hopefully. I think they I should, think be, they able should to. be able to. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. They're saying yes. Okay. Okay. Good. All right. Yeah. Um, to me, the question of does it elevate, wait, what there was, does it does elevate it, or gender? Does it uh, yeah, affirm or complicate your understanding of um, God's love described in scripture? Yeah, I, I agree mostly with everything Justin was saying. Like, I think it, it speaks a lot of truth in in every other way besides that. Uh, Dr. Hill talked about it, went on Twitter and Facebook, and he wrote a long thing on, like, hey, here's, like, what I really meant by this. And coming from someone who's tried to write work music before, like, and, um, you know, like, it's, it's not easy. I, I understand part of the job challenge to 
something that that rhymes and that seems to mesh well. Um, they're also, like I said, the beginning is a great responsibility if you're wants to uh, be leading from the front and, and putting those words that the congregation will be singing, uh, putting those words in their mouth. I think that's a big call and a responsibility. But I think he do it with ill intent or uh, in a way that's like, oh, this is going to, you know, stir up a, a wrong theology. I think it's just, it's, it's the realization of like a good songwriter with like one bad word that didn't really, that usually has a negative connotation, you know? So for me personally, I think it it more helps than hinders in my heart. And I don't feel super connected in if I hear it or if I sing it. Um, and yeah, that's kind of where, where I see it. Cool. Awesome. Thank you for sharing. Uh, Doc, what are you thinking? Yeah. Um, can you get through a question? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. How does how does this, as in like the song, um, mm-hmm. and maybe even specifically the section "Reckless Love," um, how does this affirm or complicate your understanding of God's love based on what Scripture tells us? Okay, Deuston, do you still have the lyrics pulled up? That, that yes, line, so I can remember it. Yeah, which which part? The, the actual "Reckless Love," uh, yeah. like the chorus. Oh, uh, oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. Oh, it chases me down, fights till I'm found, leaves the 99. I couldn't earn it, and I don't deserve it. Still, you give yourself away. Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. If one of my students graduated and only knew that, hopefully that would not ever happen. But I feel like that's enough that salvation to me, right? You know, I, I feel like that's enough that, like, in that course alone, it talks about the, and I think it gives a, a good picture, love or hate, and even actually in my church, and we are a very diverse church, I've never heard anyone actually complain about the song, typically only on the internet. Um, but but it, I feel like that course alone, even with the reckless love parts, everything else on it, it it is so good and so, like, ex- explaining of God's love, right? I mean, and okay, so I'm not saying, yeah, I, I, I may have I misspoke there, but I feel like that is like if we learn our theology from songs and it and it's memorized, most likely most through mostly through songs. I've been to conference after conference that's called and told me most Sunday Christians don't go home and read their Bible. They turn on the TV and they don't read another thing until Sunday, right? If they're learning their theology through songs, I don't think that chorus is bad theology. I think that it speaks very highly of the God who loves us that came to save us. And I, I mean, that's one of the things that I love about that song is because there's been times in my life where I did not feel worthy. There's times in my lives where I felt like, you know, I, I've messed up too much. And, and that, that chorus that there is a, a God that has, even if you take the reckless love out, but that he actually pursues me, that he chases me, that he's he, he still he still loves me despite everything I've done. And, and, and to me, I think that and I know we're talking specifically about reckless here, but to me that the, the chorus and the words there, I, I, I just, I think overall it's good. And I think it's a great worship song. I, again, I, Corey Asbury should have changed the words. I, I mean, but he also comes from the interna- international house of prayer and they're kind of known for being a little bit edgy and it's just kind of where his roots are. Um, so, I mean, I, I, I get it. Um, <laughs> um I get the controversy of it, but overall, I don't think it's good. I guess is where I'm landing at the moment. Okay. Um, and and I think 
Shadow touched on it. Um, someone asked a moment ago if, if the the uh, the the made a video on it, and uh, he put out a long post on Facebook. I can I can throw that link if I'm able, or we can post it afterwards. But I can pull it up. I think you should be able to post, but yeah, I think also like there's this unspoken ability that as you're writing a worship song, part of what you're trying to do is incorporate the congregation to actively participate by having words that that speak truths of something they've experienced, something that they know to be true in their life. And anyone who has found God or you know has been saved by God and sitting in the pew and, and has any type of story where they've really encountered the living God knows these lyrics to be true, especially when you get to the to the bridge. It's so powerful and something that I think everyone can get into, you know, of that there's no shadow you won't light up, uh, mountain you won't climb up coming after me. There's no wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down coming after me. It's like it's so such a powerful bridge that like to me that almost outweighs that like that ability to actively participate for people to be able to tangibly like sing that and mean it. I think almost outweighs that like if we if we can get like my church understood and I addressed it when we say it of like, hey, when we're singing this, it isn't that God doesn't know what he's doing. It's not this negative thing. But on the outset, yeah, like that God sent his only son, Jesus, to die on a cross. Like people would look at that and think that's so reckless. That's so idiotic and foolish, you know, because they're on the outside of it. And yeah, in that way, in the positive way, yeah, God was willing to, to not spare his own son for that. So Mm-hmm. Going back right, to mute, right. so you guys can talk. Yeah, I I think that I think Shadow's explanation comes down to the fact it really hits a, at a point in that language is so fluid and it and it changes and definitions are different and 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 you could someone could be like reckless that word has no positive associations with it at all everything's negative. Um, so why would you assign that to describe God's love? But at the same time, you know, as you as I listen to Shadow describe God's love with the word reckless and, and how the song uses it, it it makes more sense, I suppose. And if you and if you stop and, and it, it, you pull it out and I mean, I think you, you if you try to do word studies in the Bible anyway, when you do word studies, you look at it, it's like, oh, well, in this context, this word means this. And in this context, that same word actually means something different. Um, And I think that it's important that we take the context of the song. What is the song saying and what does that look like? Um, And... And maybe even we need to to trust in the fact that people need to be reading their Bibles at the same time. Um, and while we don't always know that's true, that's why we have p- fantastic worship leaders to say, hey, it's not about the word reckless. It's not about the lack of um, care or planning or it's it's the fact that, that God relentlessly pursues us um, and, and explaining that to the church. Um, and I think maybe that's something that when there are songs like this, songs that come up that have a word that maybe it's like, mm, I don't know about that. That's why we have worship leaders and, and leaders in the church to say, hey, um, it's not about that. It's about 
the big picture of what the song's saying. Um, and as it's been as it's been made, um, as it's been said today, um, uh, an artistic an artistic choice is that what the, the phrase that we've been using? I think. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, does anyone else have any thoughts on on this? At least this section in particular. Mm, um, not exactly. Really. No. What about Doc? What about Chat? What's uh? Is there anything Chat questions, comments, concerns, rude remarks? Yeah. yeah. Um. So, so I'll read a couple couple statements here. Uh, Alan Ray. This feels like a non issue to me. It's a weak definition of the word. Uh, I don't think it's actually um, regenerated. So you can actually hear it long before we talk about it. Uh, listen to it. Found encouraged by the song overall. I thought, man, that probably the best word used. Beyond this, yeah, I think a lot of us would agree it wasn't. Not, I mean, not there. There were words that would explain God's love better and probably fit the context of the song, but probably not as catchy either. Uh, but, but okay, I actually had a, a question over the mix. Uh, so he says, um, "Okay, let me see where to, where to start." Some multiple messages. He says it also has to do with accurately describing the one true God, and, and he says he believes it doesn't. There are many gods out there that people believe in. It says, if we open the door for a god that has no plan on going into something, how can we be? How can he be the god of the Bible when we know he planned everything from the beginning? Um, and, and they're saying, uh, myself and, and our super dummy audio is uh, what Retro saying. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know on the audio. <laughs> Yeah, I've kind of given up. Um, so, okay, the, the question here is, and, and I think it has to do with a lot of, like, the definition of the word, um, the, the, the word reckless. But but he says, um, if we open the door for a God that has no plan on on going into something, how can that be the God of the Bible? Um, Deucen, you want to, I don't know if I yeah. last time. Yeah, yeah. Um, Might have been Deucen again, sorry. Well, no, it's fine. I think uh, Ironheart kind of, uh, hit on that really well. It's if we shouldn't be getting our theology from songs. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, they can support it and yeah, they teach it and all that, but primarily we should be reading our Bibles and, and understanding that. Um, so like the, the rest of the song does, uh, explain and teach and describe things about the one true God. Um, mm -hmm. Before I spoke a word, you were singing over me. Before I took a breath, you breathed your life into me. Um, like we said about verse two, when I was your foe, your love fought for me. When I felt no worth, you paid it all for me. Um, there's no other God who uh, uh, gave themselves away. Uh, so, yeah, I, I mean, I, I see what you're saying, but at the same time, um, you know, we, we understand the revelation of who God is and, and our theology and all that from God's word. Uh, and people are people, you know, Corey Asbury, he's just a guy. He wrote a song there. I'm not a good songwriter. So I saw, I think it was retro said, another, what other two syllable word would you say? And I can't think of a good one cause I'm not a lyricist, <laughs> but there's right. probably a good one, uh, that would fit. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think the song does describe the one true God very well. Uh, it, his love is overwhelming. It is never ending. It chases us down. It fights till we're found, leaves the 99. We can't earn it. Uh, you know, we've all heard sermons on that. We can't earn it. We don't deserve it. Yet he gave himself away while we were still sinners. 
uh, Christ died for us. Um, so it's, it's to me, it's like, it's a love song almost. It's a love song. It's mm-hmm. a worship song. It's um, just kind of saying what I, what I said, I always say in, in my prayers, God, I love you and thank you that you love me. Um, just said much more beautifully and, and song form. <laughs> yeah. I think with music also, it's, it's remembering, like I said, hopefully this is clear and you guys can hear this, but um, there is a responsibility on the worship leader and worship leaders and on the preachers end of the content that they're putting out. That's important. Um, but also for something like this, that's such a vague and, and again, it's not, this song isn't on in and of itself the only, or should be the only thing that someone ever gets out of those. I'm basing all my theology on just this and this alone. This is a supplement to if someone's reading their Bible, they have a real relationship with God, they're learning and growing, they've experienced the living God, they've seen God pursue them in their life. This is a song that I think that could continue to bless them because it's able to speak of these truths that, that they know in their heart probably more cohesively than they could ever say, um, you know, and, and are able to sing it to a tune. Um, and, and for others, honestly, if it, if it is something where it's like, man, I, that doesn't sit well in my spirit. I, I don't know how I really feel about it. And, and that's not my personal thing. It doesn't sound like that to most people. But if that isn't it, you can feel like you have to not be a Christian this cancel culture of like, well, I'm going to die on this hill and make sure every church knows this is a horrible time. And it's like, okay, but why? Like there's better ways. If you don't like the song, okay. Not every music, just even from a, from a stylistic point is for every single person. It's like, okay, move on to the next one, you know, and and all you can really do is have conversations and, you know, ask someone why they enjoy that song, why they like that thing. I think that's more of a fruitful conversation that you could have knowing that it's a popular song, knowing that a lot of people are going to be listening to it. Um, to better spend that time going, hey, let me know it as a worship leader to speak about this for them who are going to listen to it. Or if you're not a worship leader, worship pastor, you just find issues with the song. So you go, hey, let's, let's talk about that and what are we really saying or singing. Um, so I, I think that's a better way instead of just like I don't know. Trying to claim, or trying to do something I don't think they do or intended to do. Yeah. No. That's that's pretty good. And uh, oh, sorry. Oh, you're (laughs) you're good. I was just going to say, and I I think we're all kind of on the same page in our our feeling about the song. But like, uh, Shadow, I know you're, you've been a worship leader for a long time. I've occasionally led worship when I have to, um, I just step in and fill in, but it almost like, like, I think we could say, kind of take that role right now and say, you know, some of it, cause apparently some, some of y'all had, hadn't even heard of this song before. Um, I would say, take it for what it is, enjoy it. Um, l- l- uh, listen for the you know the beautiful writing and and the kind of the feeling that it evokes and and just let it be a love song a worship song. Um, don't get so caught up on is God reckless is is God's love reckless and is this tearing apart my theology? You know, it's just take the song for what it is. It's a song. It's pretty. Uh, it and it it's a great song or a great way to worship. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, and I think that's, a, that's I think that's a good point. I think, um, 
you know, enjoying the song and, and, and for, as you like for what it is. And, um, I think one thing, if someone were to listen to that song and say, okay, it's God's love reckless. Then I think I would have a conversation and say, well, no, maybe not necessarily God's love is not reckless, but like in that song and in that context, I feel like it's more, um, reasonable it flows well it it fits with the song but i think if if i were to just if i if someone were to ask me describe god's love reckless would not be a word that i would use um and so i think in that because of that i think that there's people who there are those who have difficulty singing the song because they'll say well if i wouldn't describe god's love as reckless then why would i sing it in a in a worship song and and i think that's totally reasonable i think that's that's that we shouldn't be on those people and and saying well you just should just like it and blah 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 i think that's 100 understandable and and i think we should respect their opinions and their convictions in that um because if 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 i were to go to a church and they were to sing a song and i'm like that's not you know that 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 doesn't sit well with me um then then i would either a you know choose not to sing that song when they sing it or or b maybe something more drastic like not go there or something like that because when we are worshiping we are talking about our god and our savior and so i can understand a conviction and like a heavy heart of um you know this isn't how i would describe god's love and so i i'm choosing not to sing this song or or whatever um yeah, those are kind of my thoughts on that. Yeah. I think whenever I, I think of like the role for worship um, when it comes to choosing songs or, or as a worship leader, like displaying the songs, I always think of uh, Colossians 3.15. It's for the worshiper what John 3.16 pretty much is for the believer. Here's what it says. It says, and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. So there's a command already from the beginning. The peace of Christ rule in your hearts, and be one body, and that is thankful. It goes on to say, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom. And here's the worship part. Singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your heart. And I believe that those are three different categories that Paul's giving here. So he's not just repeating himself three different times, but he's saying that, that there are these songs that we are to be singing one to God. There's three different ways. One to God in, in our um, Psalms here. And in, in here's the, the creation that I have that I know of that I'm able to sing to God with. Then there's the hymns, the ones that we sing corporately together, that, that we sing these truths that, that we remind each other as brothers and sisters of the truth of God's love. And then spiritual songs are songs that I think are, are ones that, again, that we sing outward, that, that we're confessing and saying that these are songs that we are um, proclaiming about God's truth and what he has done um, in, in the spiritual sense. And then he ends with, with all thankfulness in your heart and whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. And I just think that that's like such a good reminder of like, again, what we're called to do in worship, but also the different kinds of songs that there are within worship. There are songs that very clearly are, God, this is this is me singing to you. God, this is you singing to me. And God, this is us singing to, to one another and reminding each other 
of the goodness of our God, that we can come together and worship you in this way. And so I just think that's that's important to keep in mind as we continue, you know, talking about definitions of what is a good worship song. Um, is it a hymn? Is it a spiritual song? Or is it a, um, that third one, uh, a, a spiritual song, a song, a, a hymn, or a song? So I'm going to mute my mic again so you guys can talk. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And see, I really think that it all comes down though to how you de- how you define the word reckless. Um, because I mean, personally, when I think of the word reckless, I don't necessarily think of of being like without a plan. Um, and, and I, I looked it up for for context, but I really think when you're writing songs, it comes down to more like the like I'd probably be better to look it up on Urban Dictionary than Dictionary.com. <laughs> um, so so Google just says uh, well thinking or caring about the consequences of an action. Um, Mary Webster said, marked by lack of proper caution, careless of consequences. Dictionary.com says, utterly unconcerned about the consequences of some action without caution um, or or, or careless. And and I think like, I mean, and and whenever I look at like Matthew 26, uh, when Jesus is praying in the garden of Gethsemane, right? We, we see him in, in verse 38, he says, uh, and he said, then my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watching me. Uh, going a little further, he fell on his face to the ground and prayed, my father, if it is possible, may this cup be passed or be taken from me, yet not as I will, um, but as you will. And, and to me, like that, it, it seems like Jesus goes across disregarding consequences for himself. Right. It, it, we can see in the Garden of Gethsemane that that there is a prayer, there is sorrow in his heart, but he still goes to the cross because and, and that's why I like that kind of analogy of be reckless, run into a fire. But if your child's in the fire, you're running in with reckless abandon. Right. Because there's a reckless love there that you're going to put yourself in danger to pursue the one that you love. And, and this is how I see that term used in the song. I don't think it's that God didn't have a plan. Clearly God had a plan from the beginning of creation. It's that God loved you so much that he disregarded his own safety and he pursued the cross recklessly, right? I mean, that's kind of how I thought about it. But again, it comes down to definition. Um, and, and that's one reason I don't, and maybe it's my own definition is why I don't hold much against the song itself. Yeah. Which that that kind of goes to further uh, one of the questions earlier. Does it help to affirm or complicate our theology? That that mm-hmm. point that you just said goes to reaffirm <laughs> my understanding mm-hmm. of God's love and and how He did give Himself away and how He went to the cross and all that um, that we've kind of already right. talked about. But yeah, that's that's beautiful. I, like I think it. part of it too, when it comes to like talking about it and why sometimes it doesn't feel at least with this one of there's like, there's just a hard and fast answer, yes or no, is because again, it's music and it's art. And so art is always subjective, whether that's a book or a movie or anything, you know, for some people, Ferris Bueller, you know, could be like one of their greatest all time movies. That's a fantastic, you know, piece of movie art. For others are like, that's a ridiculous movie. That's just silly or dumb. Deuston's looking at me like crazy. (laughs) But, you know, I think there's like, there's metrics that you can do of like, okay, well, is the song keep a melody? Are the, the chords in the right, you know, form that make it a, you know, proper or a good structure of a song. But again, it also comes back to what is this song? How am I interpreting it? How am I receiving it? And what is it causing me to do? If it's causing you to stumble and yeah, stop listening to it. Mm-hmm. If it's though helping you to, to grow or be able to articulate 
your thoughts and feelings of, of what God has done for you, I think it, it could still be a good thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you guys raised some really awesome points and and I think this uh it's really good conversation, especially when you think about worship music and, and specifically reckless love. But um, heels, is there any before we go into some conclude any any concluding thoughts before the soapbox? Is there any anything from chat that need that you would like to to address before we move on? Let me see. Re- Regent typed something that I, I've read it, but I don't know why it was time. Um, I'll I'll. Re- I think he says retyping it region. Um, so okay, serious comment. If we're talking about the consequences of an action, God's primary motivation is to bring glory to himself. I assume you all agree. We're talking about love a lot here, but it's the end goal. God's love for himself glory. of the cross is glory for God, and he knew that. Um, Shadow, you want to tackle that one? Can you repeat? I was trying to listen to the last part, but I didn't catch it. Could you repeat the question one more time? Sure, sure, sure. So, uh, Regent, a serious comment. If we're talking about the consequences of an action, God's primary motivation is to bring glory to himself. I assume you all agree. We're talking about love a lot here. That's the God's love for you is great and self-glory. The consequence of the cross is glory for God. We need that. Sure. So, what's the question that they're asking? Um, is that just a statement that I, you want me to respond to, or was that was there a question? Um, I think yeah, I, I guess more of a statement to respond. To. Sorry. Sure. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. I think uh, someone's been reading John Piper. Or no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. It, it's true. In, in and of itself, yeah. Jesus talks about that he was the glory that was set before Jesus goes and dies on the cross. Again, going back to what I was saying with the three distinctive types of worship songs that there are, that scripture shows us in Colossians 3.15, is there are the songs that are, I'm proclaiming to God, like I am singing to God, not that he needs our worship, but that we are, we benefit when we are, we are most authentically human when we worship God. And so when we sing these songs to God, there are those songs, you know, there are other songs where it's God, the people write them from the God's perspective singing to us. And then there's that third category where it's us singing communally together, reminding each other, oh, how great is our God, right? That's not that's not asking directly God, how great are you? Because that, that'd be a different phrasing. But it's us collectively being in awe and wonder of how great is our God, the splendor of our King, right? Like those are words that, that we sing out to one another of like, man, we just marvel in the beauty of God. And so again, the proper perspective of, of the type of song that we're singing is I think always important um, for that. Does that, that's how I'd kind of respond to that question. I don't think a song like Reckless Love takes away from the glory of God. The reason why I think we keep saying we're talking about love a lot is because of, again, of the nature of the song and what it's called. Um, but it is for his glory. But and that is the pinnacle of it all. But part of the 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 effects of that is that it also is a reminder of God's love for us. That that this is what God, what God was willing to do to show us what true love is. No greater love than this that He would lay down His life for His friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you guys want to add add to that? I don't think I have any thoughts. I think shadowed it. Yeah. Yeah. 
No, I, I think you said it well. And yeah, I mean, the, the cross ultimately was a way to, to glorify himself and to redeem us, which also brings some glory. Um, <clears throat> and it is, that is this cat y'all. Um, it is, uh, a way that he, he showed his great love for us that while we were still sinners, he died for us. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, you said it, you said it better than I can. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Um, it got the chat. Does, does chat have any other, uh, questions? I'll, uh, while they're, while chat's thinking about its life and any questions, um, are there any, are there any final thoughts that you all may have? Uh, heels, we'll start with you. Are there any concluding thoughts on the, this topic of reckless love, the song in general, God's love and, um, yeah. Any concluding thoughts you got? Um, yeah, chat hated my, uh, word argument. And, and I mean, to be fair, guys, I think Corey Asbury should have chosen a different word. I, I'm going to say that right now, but I, I do think that, that it just depends on your understanding of a word. Each one can understand a word in a different way. And, and if you listen to Corey Asbury, the, the, the reasons behind it, the, the intentionality of the song, the motivation for the song, like there's a very, there's a purity to it. Um, and, and I just, I've seen, I've seen people respond in, in corporate worship. I've seen people uh, say that's the song they go to when life is draining them, when anxiety is defeating them, when PTSD has put them in the dirt, they turn on that song and it lifts them back up. And, and I just, I, how can something bad bear fruit, right? I mean, um, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to defend the song in my, in my humble opinion. I don't find anything wrong with it. I, I haven't seen someone, you know, led astray by it. But I mean, again, I'm, I'm speaking from my own opinion here. Um, but yeah. I so mean, if, if somebody, if, if somebody is only using that song, oh, sorry. But no, no, you're good. I was saying if somebody is only using that song and that song alone to base all of their theology around, to base everything that they do and say it, how they view God alone, even though most worship sets are two to three to five songs, I think that's a bigger issue that needs to be addressed than just whether or not that song should ever be played again. Now, again, to err on the side of caution, yeah, should churches generally use it? No. But knowing that, again, it is a popular song, people are going to listen to it on the radio, on their streaming device, whatever. It's, I think, better to get ahead of the song to talk about it and to be able to say, hey, you know, here's here's our thoughts on the song. Here's what it is. And you know what? Like, if you don't like the song or you prefer different songs or it's not your style, like, that's fine. But I also think it, it's – I don't know why Christians are so weird this way that we – it's like we have to swing one way or the other. Either something, it's something we absolutely love and that we adore and there's nothing wrong with it and we don't see and hear it or it's like – absolute garbage like if i don't enjoy it nobody can enjoy it and it's just wrong you know like and it's it's kind of a weird thing sometimes that i don't understand like not everything that we see necessarily has to be this or that you know god can use those things if he if in some people's lives if he chooses now again is it the best thing to solely base their theology on no none of us are saying that with the song 
getting back to the word, going into that and building a relationship. It should and it is uh, the first step of ever if this song ever be to have any true effect. So. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's a great point. The The song itself isn't going to make much sense or, or be much of a worship song if we don't know who we're singing about, you know, if we don't have that relationship and understanding of God and how he loves us. Um, so, yeah, I mean, my my concluding thoughts would be pretty similar. It's it's just a song. It's uh, you know, it's it can be used for worship. It can be uh, a love song. It could be sing in corporate worship. You know, we've done it. Uh, some people like it. Some people don't. And that's fine. And it's a popular song. And that's great. Um, then, you know, like a lot of songs nowadays, they kind of come. They're here. They're in the, the cycle for a while. And then they they fade away. Um, it's one that, that I have just in my own personal worship set because I have a relationship with the one I'm singing to and I'd sing it as a love song and I, I love it. Um, I love to, to sing it as worship, but uh, again, that kind of goes back to a lot of what we've talked about. Where is what's our intent in it? And if we're, um, just singing as worship unto God, awesome. Um, this the word itself, not the best word. I, I like, I, I don't know who said it. It was either like ping or maybe Alan. Someone said, uh, Something like here, hot take. Uh, Corey Asbury chose that word on purpose because it's controversial. <laughs> controversial, <laughs> um, and maybe he did. I don't know, but um, yeah, I I think it's a fine song. I I wouldn't say it's a hill worth dying on. It's uh, and I think what you said, Shadow, is pretty good. It's <laughs> that you know I don't know why we have to decide that we're all in on something or completely against, and it's. Uh, yeah, this is one of those things. It's just a song. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. And now Kanye's new album. Yes, I was right. Oh man, that's a can of worms. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Heels, is there any last minute comments that you would like to address before we dive into Deustin's soapbox? <laughs> Um, no, I don't, I don't see any questions specifically. Um, but guys, if anyone does have any questions you want us to tackle, um, hit at uh, exclamation mark at, and you can submit any kind of question there, and we will get to them uh, as we go down the line. Yeah. Yeah. Those can be anonymous or they can be, or you put your name in, whichever you would prefer. Is it pad? Is that what it is? I thought it was. Uh, I is it in Mixer? Yeah, hold on. I can't type. <laughs> there, wait. There you go. Okay. Retro wants us to do turtlenecks next week. Our hearts will be a cutoff. <laughs> yeah, it will. It will. <laughs> I've actually <laughs> thought about that already. I got rid of anything that's, that is even remotely heavy. I'll die. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, just cut the sleeves off. It's fine. All right. Um, thank you, chat, and everyone, uh, pastors, for the discussion on, on Reckless Love. I think uh, 
it was something that I never thought about discussing until the question was asked. So I always appreciate stuff like that. Um, we're going to move forward and Deustin is going to take as much time as his pastoral heart desires <laughs> for his, uh, his soapbox. And so I'm going to hand, or I guess Deustin's going to hand himself over um, since he controls the stream and you all get to listen to Deustin. So Deustin, feel free to take it away. All right. Okay. Um, so if you're new here, something that we do every week is we have a um, uh, kind of a soapbox time where this is just like a, a raw, unedited mini sermon kind of thing. Uh, so <laughs> I'm going to filibuster for three hours. No, not quite. <laughs> um, so for for my soapbox this week, uh, it's it's kind of on a lot of, of the things that have happened in this past week um, that we've we've all probably heard of or maybe even responded to uh, on social media. But there's been a couple of big things that have happened. Um, first one was John MacArthur and Beth Moore. If you haven't heard about that, a lot of us have. A lot of people have thoughts on it, and I'm not going to go into that. But uh, the, the short version of that is that... Uh, uh, Pastor John MacArthur uh, was asked what his thoughts were about Beth Moore, um, who is a, a popular writer and, and speaker and all this kind of thing. And uh, he said, and he was asked, I think in a word, what, what's your word uh, to her? And he said, go home. And so it caused this big uproar and people on like both sides of this, uh, you know, egalitarian, complementarian, I think pastors can be female. I don't think they can kind of debate thing happened and people start like just going off all over social media. And then a couple days ago, Kanye West releases Jesus is King and all over social media, same thing. People are just going, going, going. And, uh, you know, there's people talking about how they, uh, you know, they're questioning his salvation and well, I hope, you know, we'll pray and hopefully it, it turns out to be real. And, um, well, I feel like, uh, you know, he's, he's doing something good and people are, are going to, uh, benefit from it and whatever. My point isn't to address either one of those issues specifically. They could be their whole own episodes of pastors after dark, but, the soapbox is that we have to be careful with what we're saying. We all have this platform. We have these devices, right? And we have a Twitter, we have an Instagram, we have a Twitch, we have a whatever. And so many of us like feel like whenever something happens, we have to address it. We have to give our thoughts and feelings on it and if any of you have taken the time and just like scrolled through Twitter or anything this week, we've probably all seen a lot of comments about those. And I don't know about you, but none of these comments have made me feel good. <laughs> none of them are uplifting and wow, I'm glad I read that. No, it's, it's like everyone is so like, I think I'm right and I'm going to show you why. And maybe you are, but that doesn't mean we should take our, our, tools and our words and tear each other down. Um, all these kind of things are just, you know, showing what we're, what we're against. And like, like we've said a few times on different episodes of pastors after dark, you know, Christians have become known for what we are against instead of what the Bible says that we should be known by how we love one another. That's 
how people should know that we are a Christian. And whenever we take our, um, our words, we take our platforms, we take the opportunity that we have to just spew hatred and poison all over the internet. It doesn't glorify Christ. It makes us look like a jerk. <laughs> it, uh, it doesn't persuade anyone about whatever they think. All it does is go through this whole cycle and it's just, it's ugly and it breaks my heart every time I see it. And James three, y'all know if you've heard me say it before, but James three is, uh, or James is one of my favorite books, maybe my favorite book in the whole Bible. But James three, five, or three ten, or I'll start at three, nine. It's talking about the tongue. Uh, it says, with it, we bless our Lord and Father, and with it, we curse men who have been made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth come both blessings and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be this way. Does a fountain send out the, uh, from the same opening both fresh and bitter water? Can a fig tree, my brethren, produce olives or a vine produce figs? Nor can salt water produce fresh. <laughs> so with our words... One second, we're blessing God. We're worshiping God. We're trying to bring glory to God. And then there's some social issue. And we're immediately turning and we're just spewing. We're, we're cursing men. We're saying, this person's wrong. This is why they're wrong. Um, it, 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 like I said, it doesn't glorify God. It breaks other people's hearts to see. And it makes us not be the light that we should be. We should be loving one another. We should be treating others the way that we want to be treated. Um, I can't remember the exact wording, but the little rabbit in Bambi, he said, or little bunny, he says uh, something like, if you don't have nothing nice to say, don't say nothing at all. <laughs> and sometimes I think we would do, yeah, Thumper, thank you. Sometimes I think that we would do well to bite our tongue, even if we're right and we know we're right. Because just spewing that kind of stuff. It's not going to change anyone's mind. It's not going to glorify Christ. And it's not going to make us uh, a very good representation of the God that we serve. So that is uh, my soapbox for today. Justin, thank you for sharing that. I really appreciate it. I hopefully... Um... <laughs> I, w I was encouraged by that, and I think I, I think I, uh, a lot of that stuff resonates, especially when something pops up in Christian circles, um, let alone outside of it. I feel like, yeah. So that that hit me. Um, I think we as as leaders can do a a fantastic job of of leading that example, and then hopefully. Um, you know, people begin to follow that and, and we begin to represent Christ in a way um, that's honoring to him. Um, any of you guys have any final thoughts on that? Yeah, no, I think I think it's something that as all of us who are either streamers or people that want to be an active person on the Internet, whether that's through Twitter, through Twitch, through Instagram, whatever it may be. Whatever your, your platform of choice is, I think it's important that we are continually challenged with that, Justin, and are reminded because yeah, we're all human. We all fall short. There are days where we're ready to bless the Lord, and there are other days where, like, the smallest, you know, kappa can set us off and just be so infuriating, you know? And to watch, we have this opportunity 
especially with online, that before our words and our thoughts are actually sent, not only do they have to get typed out, but then you also have to hit that send button. And I think that's a blessing. It's so easy for us to hide behind keyboards and user names and those types of things. But God gives us that extra moment to take that second to remember these words that Houston's telling us today and to really consider is this something that I should be saying and can I say this in love? So. Heels, anything? Yeah. Uh, uh, just, I think it's a fantastic word. We as Christians really have to get better. As someone before said that we can turn into judging judges. I think that's definitely we should love that maybe. Uh, but yeah, I mean I think as Christians we've really got to learn to speak out in love. I mean uh, regardless if we're we're right or we're wrong, for a lot of people we are the face of Jesus. And I just don't think we're we're putting on a great face when the the outside people constantly see us bickering with each other. It's like they can't be right and even get along, right? I mean, I don't know. I think I think it was dead on. I think we should just think about what we say, think about it twice, maybe even write it down and then say it, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, thank God for the send button. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, d- dead on, Jason. Thank you for sharing that. Awesome. Well, thank you. Um, Deustin Heels Shadow. Thank you all of you for for hanging out today. Thank you, chat, for being here. Um, before we before we close up shop, I'm going to give each of these guys an opportunity to talk about themselves, um, a little self promo, if you will. Um, so, Doc, we'll go ahead and start with you. Where can people find you? What are you up to these days in the the internet world? And uh, yeah. Yeah, so um, I stream here on Twitch. I mainly stream uh, Realm Royale, but uh, some use kind of bonus. I'm currently looking for a new game. If you have suggestions, be sure to message me on Discord with your suggestions. Looking for a new game to dive into. Otherwise, I put videos on YouTube, youtube.com slash thatboldlife. Um, yeah, and I'm kind of at all the places, either as underscore Jeff Evans or, yeah, pretty much that. My name's super common. Um, yeah, anyway, that's where you find me. Fantastic. Shadow, tell us about yourself. Yeah, so I'm in the process of moving. Um, I'm in California, like I said, beginning of the show recently. I was a pastor from Chicago, now a pastor in California. Today was my first official Sunday uh, up front. I'll have a little video of what that was like, uh, hopefully up tomorrow. I have a really good video coming out pretty soon on YouTube. Just if you type in Pastor Super Shadow on YouTube, you should be able to find me. And my Real Truth, Real Fast videos are all up on there. Uh, we do regularly stream, but right now it is really inconsistent. I'm about to fly back to Chicago and then try to do uh, a three-day journey um, from Chicago to California uh, and also do a wedding in a few hours before I leave. So uh, streams are still up in the air. I'm going to try to do my best to, to keep them going. Um, I didn't get to do Hear Me Out this week, our new show. Uh, so thank you, Ken and Matt, for, for covering that. Yeah, you can follow me on all those things, and I promise in like a week, once I have a place to land and can set up my studio, um, we should be back to normal. Um, so I'm looking forward to that and having good audio quality and not be streaming <laughs> in my work office. <laughs> Fantastic. I am Father Ironheart. I am on Twitch and Twitter. Um, Father Ironheart in both of those. Uh, I stream once a week, roughly. Um, and uh, lately, I don't know if I will be because my computer's not working well. So, um, but you can find me usually pretty active in the GMA Discord. So if you ever want to chat or um, have any questions or anything like that, you can find 
all of us in that GMA Discord, but I'm usually pretty active in there. Or you can find me on Twitter. You can send me a DM there as well. Um, and uh, lastly, Deustin, where can we find you at? Uh, you can find me anywhere on the internet at Pastor Deustin. It's spelled exactly the same way everywhere. Um, Twitch, obviously, I stream. I don't know, a few days a week. <laughs> it, it just keeps changing. Uh, never on Tuesday or Wednesday, but usually every other day, depending. Uh, we actually, we just got back from like a couple hours before we started the show. We got back from our anniversary trip. We were out in some cabins and it was really cool. So I hadn't streamed in a few days, but Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, Twitch, whatever. Pastor Deuce and it's all the same. If you want to find me, I'm there. Uh, uh, I'll throw in, just because I'll be on it, I'll throw in a little plug for Truth. Uh, Till Truth, he's uh, doing the show Truth Taps. And uh, Friday yeah. morning at 9 a.m. Central, I'll be on there with him. So you can see me there too. Go check so them if out. You haven't followed any of, if you're, if you haven't followed any of the pastors here on any of those social sites that you use, do that. Also go follow till truth. Look at his truth taps. Those are awesome little segments that he does interviewing different content creators. Um, last thing before we move out, uh, next week, we are talking about, um, it was a long question. So I'm going to shorten it up. We're going to be discussing, um, do my past decisions or, or sins, um, do those disqualify me from becoming a preacher? Um, and so I think this is going to be a really good question. This is going to open up some awesome conversation. Um, I'm really looking forward to having, uh, to this discussion next week. So if anyone has, um, if anyone has any questions, um, I think it's, exclamation point pad in in twitch i don't know what's going on with mixer none of the commands are working unless i have them all wrong um but you can submit any question anonymous anonymous okay we won't know who you are if you don't want to know who you if we don't want us to know and uh, we'll be happy to answer those questions in the order we've got them um i think we've got 11 or 12 questions so far so yeah um yeah, we've got a lot, but it's we've got some really good ones coming up. Some of them are uh, stuff we've talked about before. Um, and so if you submit a question and we've already discussed it, um, like such as is, is self-pleasure a sin? We've done an episode on that already. I think that was episode two. Um, you can go and find all of our previous shows on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts, I believe. Is that correct? Heels. Um, you yes. can get you can get any of our podcasts. Everywhere. Podcasts is everywhere. So if you get your podcast somewhere, you can find us. Pastors after dark. Um, right. Yeah, and right, so, right, you're going to be on Hear Me Out this week, huh? Uh, oh my gosh, I forgot about that. <laughs> I'm going to be on Hear Me Out this week. And just reminded me, I'm guys. totally going to be prepared for that. Yeah, are nice. you going to be prepared for that? I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get some fun from my car and having streaming. We'll figure it out. Easy. Easy. All right. Um, Before we head out, uh, Deustin, would you like to pray for us before we head out today? Sure. Father, we love you. We praise you and thank you that you love us. God, thank you for this time. We've been able to come on and stream and hang out and meet people and, and just talk about this kind of stuff, have real conversations. And um, God, I, I hope that you were glorified through this conversation. 
God, that is our, our hope and desire. It's not, this is not the a show about us. It's, it's a show about you. God, I pray that, um, you would be with each person as we go our separate ways tonight. Help us to be salt and be light. Help us to bring glory to your name. God, help us to, to, um, have a fresh revelation of your great love for us, God. And I pray that these uh, the little things that trip us up sometimes would not be a stumbling block, but we would um, just use them as tools to, to greater worship and glorify you. God, uh, we give you glory. We love you. Be with us. Be with each person. Bless them. Show them favor. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you.